BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey everybody, I'm really excited about this podcast, the Lights Camera Pro podcast, but it is a ton of work. If you do enjoy the podcast, go to my coffee page, coffee.com, it's ko-fi.com backslash the Lights Camera Pro podcast. Then there you can donate $3, a dollar, whatever you want, but anything you can donate will help me continue making this podcast. All right. Thanks everybody. Hey everybody, it's Sean Ventura. I am here to tell you about my new online course. It's called Secrets of How to Start a Podcast. It is $49 US. You can see these courses for up to $1,000. If you're about to start a podcast, I will tell you what to do step-by-step and give you all my secrets and you can launch one in 30 days. Go to thinkific.com, search Secrets of How to Start a Podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. Hey everybody, this is Sean Vittorio with the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, and as you know, we do film and TV show reviews, and today's review is of The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 7, The Believer. Now let me just say before we start that I realized after watching this that this is a great episode. It's very well acted, written, directed, put together, shot. I mean, there's incredible scenes and action. And you've got this whole team of people with Boba Fett and Mando and Fennec Shand, Cara Dune and Mayfield coming to help. And, um, you know, just great special effects and makeup. Everything is excellent. But I'm telling you right now, this is the first episode without Baby Yoda or Grogu, as we're calling him now. And I can guarantee you that I would not be watching this show without Baby Yoda. Why, you ask? Because this is the sequels. This is Rogue One. This is Solo. I don't know. There's just something there that... It doesn't grip me. Baby Yoda puts it all together. That's all I'm going to say because I know people love him so much. 
I have a little character on my desk here, but that I look at when I do the podcast for this. But I will tell you that it's not the same. It's a Star Wars action show without him. And it was very cool that Mando took his helmet off. And obviously, these are spoilers galore once you listen to this. But um, so many cool things. I mean, Bill Burr, his acting was incredible in this. The guy's a comedian, and he was better than most actors. He just pulled off this incredible character who was so cool, so filled with revenge and hatred that, uh, well, you'll see what happens. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to start the... uh, the review, but that's my two cents, is that I don't know if I'd be watching this show if it wasn't for Baby Yoda. He just puts it all together. Like I was talking about this morning, when Cara Dune and Mando are fighting the first time in the first season, and he just comes out with his little cup of broth, and he's standing there looking at him like, hey, guys, what are you doing? Why are you fighting? There's no reason to fight. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, My girlfriend mentioned that Mando always tells him, tells Baby Yoda, Grogu, to stay in the ship. And he always ends up peeking his head into some bar or into some situation where there's about to be a shootout, which is hilarious. And then the whole thing with the steel ball and um, him trying to get it uh, with the force and getting the cookie with the force and, and... eating the frog and eating the squid and sticking out of his mouth. All of it's absolutely hilarious and adds some much-needed humor to the show. Uh, Bill Burr did a great job of adding humor to the show, but uh, there's nothing like Grogu or Baby Yoda. Okay, so we open up on essentially a trash planet, and it looks like a giant junkyard, but it has some remnants of TIE fighters and imperial ships and just garbage and metal and people are welding and all all these giant robots everywhere and they're going to the planet to find Mayfield who can somehow uh, go to this terminal and find out the location of Moff Gideon's ship um, because he used to be an imperial sharpshooter. So that's why they're going to get Mayfield. He's serving like a 50-year prison sentence but they go to pick him up and Cara Dune gets off the ship and she goes and gets Mayfield. And he's like, are you serious? Am I really out of here? What's going on? And they get on the ship and they leave. Bill Burr is extremely funny in this episode. And he constantly refers to Baby Yoda as the little green guy. Oh, we're going to get the little green guy, huh? We missed the, missed the little green guy. Okay, Boba Fett's ship is so cool. It looks like a snail, and it flies in an interesting direction. And someone had suggested online that it was kind of like a gyroscope, that it was moving around in two different directions. Like the inside of the glass on the ship is moving one way, and and then another part's rotating another way. It's just very cool looking and incredibly well designed. So they land on the planet Morak, where this... Mining is taking place, and there's this huge mining facility, and they have to take over this sort of transport that has a couple stormtroopers in it, so they hatch a plan. And they decide after some arguing, you know, Cara Dune is there, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand, Mayfield, and Mando, they decide that they will have Mando and 
Mayfield go and take over the stormtroopers and take over their transport. So Cara Dune breaks into the transport from a top hatch and knocks out both stormtroopers. They stop the transport and surprisingly, both Mayfield and Mando change their suits and get into stormtrooper suits. They're not the white suits, they're more gray and they've got some different helmets, but they're basically stormtrooper suits. So Mando and Mayfield drive this transport to the refinery to deliver the goods. And they have this whole conversation, which is kind of bizarre. It's supposed to be humorous. And uh, it's pretty funny where Mayfield is saying to Mando, oh, interesting how, you know, you couldn't take your helmet off, but now you can take it off because we got to go save the little green guy. Um, Different circumstances allow people, you know, different rules, I guess. And it's this whole conversation and literally Mando says nothing and Mayfield is just babbling. And Mayfield has his helmet off. Mayfield says something like, you seemed very principled before, you know, they got the kid. But now that they got the kid, you're not so principled, are you? Which doesn't make any sense. Like, why is he goading this guy? This guy got him out of jail. They drive through a small town filled with poor people who are just watching their transport And Mayfield says something about, I guess, the Imperial... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Horses aren't helping these people, are they? Okay, so this long action sequence starts and there's these pirates who are on these floating transports that move through the sky. They're almost like land cruisers, but higher in the sky. And um, it's just a platform with a railing that, you know, six or eight of them are on and they have these blasters and they're jumping onto the transport and they're opening it up and they're trying to blow up the transport. There's some sort of gas in there, mining stuff. And so Mando fights them off because he's got to get to the refinery and get to this terminal and find out where the Imperial ship with Moff Gideon is. So he fights them all off and it's very close. It's one of those situations that happens every episode where you think, oh my God, how's he going to get out of this? And he does. He he takes care of all of the pirates that keep coming. There's like four transports filled with them and he gets them all either blows them up shoots them or knocks them off the transport my girlfriend nicole has seen the star wars movies but she's not an avid fan it's hard for me to get her to watch marvel stuff and she loves this series she thought the pirates were very cool and the fight scene was very cool and i'm like you don't even like action scenes but she was like yeah but this is really well done it was very cool so it's cool to see like we were talking about before how this series has brought so many people over it's the most popular show on disney plus five times more popular than any other show a lot of people call disney plus the mandalorian plus as a joke And it's because it's totally universal. You have this father-son type relationship and they care for each other. And you don't see that a lot on TV. So uh, people are into it. Even though it's sci-fi and Star Wars, people love it. 
There is a scene where all the stormtroopers come out and then some white stormtroopers and some beige colored stormtroopers. And it's just like this battle scene in Rogue One and they're literally wearing the same costumes. So it's from the same era. And um, a lot of people pointed this out online. The next scene is kind of bizarre. You know how Luke and Han would come back and they'd get out of the Millennium Falcon and their ships and they'd sort of walk down and everybody would be there waiting for them, cheering because they just won some battle. Well, that's kind of what um, they did just with the bad guys. The stormtroopers are all standing around and they're cheering Mayfield and Mando, thinking that they're stormtroopers because they're dressed up in their gear because they were the only transport that got through the pirates. There were several other transports and they were all blown up. So they're cheering for them. It's just kind of weird to see, you know, the dark side where people are excited and and supporting and cheering for each other. So Mando and Mayfield go through this um, crowd of onlookers and people cheering and they get to this officer's lounge and they look inside and they see that there's a terminal in there, which is what they need to get to and get the information where the Imperial ship of Moff Gideon is. So Mayfield's about to go in there and he, he sees this officer and he's like, oh my God, I know that officer. He was my commanding officer. He might recognize me. I can't go in there. We have to abort. This is where it gets a little weird. Mando says, I'll do it. I'll go get the information from the terminal. And Mayfield says, listen, you're going to take off your helmet. It's got to scan your face. He's like, don't worry about it. So has Mando worked for the Imperial forces? Cause he goes over, gets his face scanned, which is going to go all over the galaxy. And <clears throat> possibly they're going to know where he is or where he just was. And uh, it doesn't really make sense, but maybe at some point he helped out or worked with Imperial forces for money as a bounty hunter. I don't know. So this really creepy officer, his name is Valen Hess, and he just has this creepy face and this creepy Southern accent. He's all wrinkly and he has these sharp teeth, comes over and says to Mando, what are you doing? And Mando doesn't answer. And he's like, what's your TK number, son? And Mayfield comes over and rescues Mando and says, oh, his TK, he's my commanding officer. His TK number is TX381 or something. And Hess says to them, are you the two troopers who delivered the Rhydonium? They say, yes. He says, come on, have a drink. You're the only people who got through the pirates today, and I want to buy you a drink. So we cut to Cara Dune and Fennec Shan planning an attack once Mayfield and Mando can escape. They're setting up their sniper rifles on these big guns around the refinery. And then we cut back to Mando and Mayfield having a drink with Hess. Well, Hess calls Mando Brown Eyes. It's the name that Mayfield came up with. And he's like, so Brown Eyes, where are you from? And Mayfield, to distract Hess, says, why don't we toast to Operation Candor? And Hess says, you know your history. Mayfield says, no, I, I don't know my history. I was there. You killed five to 10,000 people. And Hess says, yes, but it was for the greater good. Mayfield says, what good is it for the families of the people who died? And Hess is getting a little bit pissed off. And we know this is about to go wrong really fast. Hess says in a very creepy way, you see, boys, everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is order. And they're going to welcome us back with open arms. And that pisses off Mayfield. So 
Hess says, let's toast to the Empire, and Mayfield shoots him in the chest. <laughs> As the guys make it to the roof, they break out this window and shoot a bunch of stormtroopers. Kara and Fennec Shand are blowing up all kinds of big guns around them and shooting stormtroopers who are chasing after them. And Boba Fett is bringing his ship to the roof where they'll be rescued. Boba gets Mayfield and Mando out of there, and then they give Mayfield the sniper rifle on his ship, and he blows up the stockpile of Rhydonium on the roof of the refinery just with one shot to, like, one canister of Rhydonium on one of the transports. Fennec Shand admires Mayfield's shot and says, nice shot. Kara Dune goes, hmm. And they go back to the rendezvous point. Unfortunately, a couple of TIE fighters are following them and trying to, you know, chase them and blow them up. But Boba Fett releases some seismic charges that fall out of his ship and blow up both TIE fighters immediately. It's very cool. So they meet at the rendezvous point and Mayfield says, hey. Great, that was fun. Take me back to prison. And Cara Dune says, you know what? Mayfield died in the operation, so he won't be going back to prison. She basically lets him free. The Imperial cruiser is revealed and Moff Gideon is on it. And a lieutenant comes in and says, you must see this. And it's essentially a hologram message from Mando that tells Moff, you have something I want. He means more to me than you'll ever know. So we see Moff's face and he knows that the Mandalorian is coming for him. He doesn't even know that Boba Fett and Fennec Shand and, and Cara Dune are all helping him, but he still seems a little bit nervous on his face. That's the end and there's only one episode left and I'm telling you, I cannot wait to see baby Yoda or Grogu again. It was very bizarre not to see him in this episode. Hopefully our team is enough to rescue him from Moff Gideon and the Dark Troopers. I cannot wait until episode eight. I know you guys can't either. I will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this review. This is Sean Ventura for the Lights Camera Pro Podcast. Have a good day, everybody, and I will see you next time. Hey, everybody. I'm really excited about this podcast, the Lights Camera Pro Podcast, but it is a ton of work. If you do enjoy the podcast, go to my coffee page coffee.com it's ko-fi.com backslash the lights camera pro podcast and there you can donate three dollars a dollar whatever you want but anything you can donate will help me continue making this podcast all right thanks everybody hey guys i just wanted to tell you about something i've made a children's book it's called feldman runs away if you search feldman runs away on amazon you will find it in the Kindle store and is the story of my cat Feldman ran away several times to only find out that he was always home. If you know someone who has kids or you like children's books, check out Feldman Runs Away. Thanks to Joseph McDade for the music. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.